America's big day. We choose the path of freedom or tyranny. This is it, folks. The day of days is here this week. Will America turn hard left forever or maintain its path of liberty for all and equality of opportunity? Will there be violence from the left? Strap in tight, because we're talking to a Florida voter and counterterrorism expert today on The Rob Manus Show. I'm retired Colonel Rob Manus. Your kids and grandkids are being taught to hate America in public schools using flawed ideas like the 1619 Project. You can provide an antidote to this disease of hate for all America stands for. It's Dennis Hawes, The Road to Americanism. You can make sure our young people learn to love America and become the citizens we need to protect her future. Order The Road to Americanism on Amazon.com right now. today, friends. It is all about liberty or a turn to the hard left of tyranny. That's it. That is the decision the United States is making. We shoot the show on Tuesdays and publish it on Thursdays, and this week we'll be discussing the chances of Trump or Biden winning, what is happening on the ground in the battleground state of Florida and around the country, and our guest is a counterterrorism expert, We'll know and we'll re be reviewing how we know about leftist planning efforts to bring violence around the country if President Trump wins, or maybe even if he doesn't, and what we can do to end this political violence once and for all. Finally, we'll take a look at what the country might look like under a Biden presidency, or if Trump gets reelected from a domestic, foreign, national security, tax, and social policy perspectives. Today's guest is former counterterrorism officer Drew Berquist and host of the This Is My Show on Lightset TV. My friend Drew Berquist, welcome back to The Rob Manus Show. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's good to be here. All right, man. Uh, we shoot this show on Tuesdays, usually aired on Thursdays, but we're making a push to get it out by tonight uh, because this is election day here in America. And the way I see it, America, the United States of America is making a choice between the tyranny of socialism and a hard left turn forever or to stay on the path of liberty uh, and the democratic republic that was founded uh, under the Constitution of the United States. So. Uh, you're in Florida, Drew. I've been watching Florida all morning, uh, seeing some interesting things there. What's your take on what's happening on the ground? I, I, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good for, for President Trump, the GOP. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's just a groundswell of support. I think that what's happened, not just in Florida, but across the country, is the left has doubled down on so many of their plans and, and ideas to try and swing this election in their favor, and it's backfired. And it's, it's woken up people. You've got people who are who are going out and voting who didn't vote before. You've got people who were quiet about their support for the president, 
who are less so now and being more um, just being more out there with it. And then there's still, of course, people who are scared to say that they support President Trump because it's 2020 and it's crazy out there. But I think that we're seeing that President Trump has done really well with uh, the Latin American community, which there of which there's a big a big population here in Florida. He's done well in the areas he's supposed to do well, and he's doing well in areas that traditionally GOPers don't do well. So I think Florida is looking good for President Trump. Obviously, there's some other key states that he's got to win, and, and we've got to win um, to, to take that path that you were just describing, um, which is yeah. which is hopefully where we go. But but Florida, I feel pretty confident about. Are you hearing about any voter uh, location uh, or facility uh, shenanigans in Florida? I, I have not as of yet. It doesn't mean it's not happening. You know, so we're up in yeah. Northeast Florida. Um, things tend to be, you know, smooth operations here. It's, it, it is more Trump friendly than, than Broward and South Florida, for example. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I haven't, but I, I'm sure that you will. You've, you've seen stuff all throughout the country today of machines going down. You've seen all, there's just plenty of shenanigans going on that, that kind of tee up the Democrats to try and cover the gap and, and gain some ground in terms of votes on the back end, should they need to. Haven't heard as many stories here in Florida yet, uh, but certainly I, I, I think it's it's probably happening somewhere, just not to the extent that I've heard from from other states like Nevada, Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, North Carolina, and the like. Yeah, I'm hearing uh, from sources down in uh, Broward County and Miami-Dade that uh, there's no lines down there because the Dems, they front-loaded their vote, uh, and it's uh, pretty small uh, from a lines perspective, but you know, Trump won the state in 2016 by a, a, just a bit over 100,000 votes. Uh, and I think uh, old Hillary there went into the day about 88,000 votes ahead. And as of about an hour ago, uh, Trump's, uh, well, not Trump, but the Republicans had exceeded the Democrat vote by about 116,000 uh, voters showing up. Uh, so if that's any indication, uh, I'd be willing to put a wager that Trump's probably going to take Florida by at least 5%, maybe even a little bit more, which is going to shock uh, the liberal leftist media pollsters that have been trying to suppress his vote for, what, four years now or so? Yeah. No, this is, this is it's been election day for, for four years. I mean, you're exactly, this, this is, I can't wait for this day to come and go. I, I hope it is with a victory, but it has been taxing on all of us because it really has been an all out campaign against this president since even before he was inaugurated, frankly. Um, yeah. But but I, again, I think because of that tact and that approach by the Democrats in Florida and in other parts of the, of the country, people are fed up. There's people who haven't voted before who are going to vote and they're not going to vote because they President Trump's their favorite guy. For some people, he's not. But they, yeah. they see what the other side offers and they don't want that. And that's hopefully that's what's going to happen across America today is people wake up and say, you know what? I don't like his tweets or I don't like this, that, and the other. And that's fine. I mean, I, I've, I've grown to really like the guy. I, I'm a huge fan of him. But I get why people don't. But this is not about him and Biden. This is about, as you said at the, the top of the interview, two different Americas. And hopefully people say, I don't want what the, the Democrats are, are peddling over here and what they're talking about. And, yeah. and maybe we just kind of get to the next election. Like, let's just get through. Yeah. Yeah, I've been monitoring uh, Arizona and Pennsylvania uh, as closely as I have Florida. And uh, as of about an hour ago, it looks like uh, the Republicans in Arizona have exceeded, especially in Maricopa County, which is the most populous county in the state, uh, 
the Democrat uh, vote and are about to exceed the, to the combined total of Democrat and independent votes. So that would uh, put Arizona solidly uh, into President Trump's camp. Uh, and Pennsylvania, unfortunately, that's the place where I'm hearing about every hour, it seems like there's some voter location shenanigans going on with uh, poll watchers being denied entry into uh, Philadelphia polling places by Democrat uh, poll uh, uh, workers that are actually wearing Biden masks is one example. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and I'm hearing about all over the country, uh, but especially in Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, and now I think up in Wisconsin that uh, uh, the voting machines are are down and people are being asked to leave, mark their ballots and leave them to in a box to be counted later. Uh, my advice I'm giving everybody that's a MAGA voter is stay in line until you cast your vote. Uh, uh, don't leave the line once you get in it because it doesn't matter if the polls close or not. And I think I think we do need to set a message with this, uh, even if it's considered running up the score, if we're in a position to be able to do that, don't you? Because, you know, there's been a lot of talk by the Democrats about how Trump's trying to steal this election and it just continues to ramp up today. Yeah. Well, it's first of all, that's such a lazy approach by the left. It's 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 absolutely categorically absurd and false to say that he's he's doing something behind the scenes to do this when it's in fact them. They always do that, you know, deny, yeah. deflect and then project what they're doing themselves onto others. So that's ridiculous. But it's a it's a big issue. You're seeing this pop up, and, and it, it, like the states you mentioned, these are not states that like oh well, it's just it's California, it's going to go uh, blue, or it's it's New York, yeah. it's going to go. Blue. These are Pennsylvania, in most scenarios, proves to be the most critical state. It's certainly one of them, uh, if not the most. And and to have these issues pop up there, and to have them be so blatant, you know, these yeah. are you know the, the 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 machines that went down in a county that went for Trump last time in Georgia what you're seeing in Wisconsin. It's just, it's, 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 it's not funny at all because, you know, people should, should believe in the integrity of the, the election process that their vote counts. Um, but, but I said, as you did, you know, do not, do not leave your ballot there, folks, whatever you do, finish the process, yep. see that thing scanned and go through. That's how you know your vote counts. But if you That's leave right. it there, particularly in these States where we are seeing all of these shenanigans happen, I, you can't be assured. You you can't go home and have dinner with your family tonight and and be assured that your vote has counted because you just don't know. And 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 sadly, you kind of have to expect that it didn't. And that's just the state yeah. of, of affairs that we're in right now. And it's depressing when you you think about the service that we've done overseas, you and I both, and the respect and just the the awe that people have had for this country in the past. And now you look at it and you think, man, if I was over there. Our partners, I know they'd be asking, what what is going on with your country right now? There's there's cheating. There's all this stuff that you see in the third world countries. Yeah. And and it's in America. And it's just crazy to see that. It's crazy and it's sad. And uh, I've been praying for a good, strong turnout. Uh, unfortunately, though, I think if, if the president doesn't win by just a massive landslide tonight, this is going to go on for days, if not weeks. Uh, I agree. Uh, until... Uh, until somebody has declared the winner. Uh, and uh, uh, it's my hope that the left stream, left stream, lamestream media and the leftists in this country uh, get completely crushed uh, so that their, their reputation can no longer influence what people in America are thinking the way these folks have tried to do this. So 
well, over the past. Yeah, exactly. Because not only, to your point there, not only is that the only way that we get through tonight and know who the president is in a traditional, you know, mm-hmm. uh, election day setting, but if that doesn't happen, it basically encourages them to do what they did in 2016. It encourages them to do what they've last, done the last four years, and it encourages them to do what they've done in the, the run-up to today. If, if it's not an absolute beatdown, then they will continue these, these antics. They will continue to lie and smear and do all this stuff, and we're going we're gonna to just keep having this. And it's not to say that it'll go away completely, but if they get – I mean, they think – they are so sure of themselves that this thing is in the bag – yeah. And if they get just trounced at the polls and surprised and and the, I mean the poll business should go out of business forever if 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 Trump wins tonight and, and he wins in dominant fashion but I I think the bigger thing than winning the election is is shutting them up and saying see Americans don't like what you're pushing. They don't like your your values, they don't like your policies. We keep telling you that, you keep refusing to listen and hopefully now they will and hopefully this is a conversation that we can have later in the night or tomorrow. Uh, because it's happened. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, at some point, America's got to crush the leftist socialist attempts at policies uh, that can be set and then grow into more socialism and leftism as time goes by under the guise of being progressive, uh, which only destroys the United States, uh, the one that you and I have fought for and millions of people have fought for and uh died for to preserve right Uh, so so yeah but it is interesting i don't think there's a chance of a biden landslide uh his campaign manager was out uh, earlier this morning uh saying well we have we have multiple paths to 270 even without pennsylvania and florida that doesn't sound like somebody that's double digit ahead in most polls that we've been seeing since january of this year does it no no, and we, I mean, I mean, look, we, we showed on, on my show earlier today where the polls were at the same time, you know, the day of, the day before going into the, the election in 2016, mm-hmm. and then where they are today, and in particular in those, those key states, you know, your, your Michigan's, your Wisconsin's, Minnesota, yeah. Pennsylvania. It was the same scenario. Same scenario, except Hillary was up even more in some of those states. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing that. And all that to say, I, I don't think that you're absolutely right. I mean, this is... This is either a big win for whether it's landslide or just a big win. I don't care. We'll take it. But big win for President Trump tonight shocks the world again mm-hmm. or it's really, really close. We have unrest. We have uncertainty. We have all sorts of, of stuff that we don't want to see for, for days, weeks, you know, uh, hopefully not months, but, but much longer than we should have to wait to figure this out. And it gives a, a window of opportunity for the Democrats. But I do not think that they just come through and, and sweep everything and dominate the night. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think it's, it's, it's going to be much, much closer. And if we happen to lose, it's going to be in a contested battle that lasts on, you know, for, for far too long. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it looks like we're going to keep the Republican Senate, uh, or we're really close to keeping it. Uh, so that kind of blue wave is more like, a you know, an incoming tide, uh, that's small, uh, right. uh, I'm probably going to be wrong on this, but I would love to see us win the House. Uh, But most of the data that I'm seeing shows it's going to stay in Democrat hands. But it would be great if we could do that, Uh, especially if Biden wins the presidency, because uh, 
uh, that would stop him from being able to implement uh, a lot of these socialist policies that the Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warrens and AOCs of the world uh, want to implement. Absolutely. So you mentioned uh, civil unrest. I call it violence and terrorism, domestic terrorism, Drew. Uh, Sources I've got uh, uh, from the intelligence world and the law enforcement world are showing actual artifacts of real planning to create civil unrest, especially in the District of Columbia, and to actually, uh, in maps, actually targeting conservative political organizations, uh, uh, elected officials' homes, uh, and those kinds of things. Uh, uh, and I'm hearing, especially if Trump wins, but maybe even if Biden wins or if it goes into uh, you know a close call that's going to go on for days or weeks. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, well, I mean, I, d- I definitely, you hear of plans. You've seen sites and, and websites and groups out there planning and, and, and organizing for, for cities across the country to act, particularly if Trump wins. And it's so funny because Biden keeps saying he's going to restore order. It's like, well, it's your people who have caused the chaos. Like, we're not out there burning cities down and, yeah. and assaulting police officers and innocent civilians. But I do think... I do think that were Biden to win, they would quiet that down and and the Democrat, you know, influencers that are pulling the purse strings, whether it's literally financial or just influence peddling, that they are going to calm their base down somewhat and it'll be less because then it, it, it makes it seem like, even though it's absolutely not true that it, it would work out this way, that see, we were right the whole time. We weren't the violent ones, you were. We're obviously the evidence shows that you know, it wasn't right wing groups out there. It wasn't conservatives out there destroying cities. You know, that P- Portland isn't besieged by conservatives. But but I think wait, that they will wait, be more accord- calm. Uh, wait, according to Mayor Wheeler, the crazy uh, leftist mayor out there is besieged by white supremacists and yeah. right wing organizations. Uh, uh, he just said that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, even though, you know, there's documented evidence day in and day out, day in and day out, every single day of these leftists. Uh, from Black Lives Matters and Antifa uh, and uh, whatever other organization that pr- shows <laughs> that they're the ones that are violent. Even when right-wing people show up, they're the ones that are violent, and that's when they murder them. Yeah, no, it's, you feel like, I always say you feel like you're taking crazy pills. We're living in some alternate reality here where you can look at it and you can say, here's a video, here's proof, here's evidence, what do you see? And then they tell you the exact opposite, and you're like, no, that's... there's no words to describe not only their behavior which has taken us down this awful path but also the way that democrats the media ted wheeler and his 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 ag or da out there michael schmidt are covering for these people blaming the president i mean it's just it's remarkable but again fortunately speaking well there are some radical left folks who just listen to the mainstream media the msnbc's the cnn's of the world they listen to their Mm -hmm. hollywood celebs and think all that's true, and they're not. You're not going to change their mind. There's a lot of people who have woken up and said, I, "No, I'm just. We're not going to have this. We don't want this coming to the suburbs. We don't want this coming to other cities." And yeah. I, I think that it's been a mat, the biggest failure on their part this year is is letting all that violence go unchecked and just be. Oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. They're just venting. They're just. They're just resisting. But they're not resisting anything because, again, they always say it's an authoritarian leader. If there was really an authoritarian leader, a fascist leader, whatever they want to call it, none of this would be happening. None of it. None of it would be happening. And, 
you know, there are workers, civil servants inside the United States government that are on on video and audio recordings talking about how they're going to help uh, with this civil unrest and implementing it. Uh, that's one of the issues, I think, that if Trump does happen to pull out a victory, he has got to clean out the federal government all the way down to the GS-12, uh, the mid-level management uh, area, because I think the left has really booted up uh, under the Obama years, and it stayed in place because of poor personnel vetting and selection processes and policies under the Trump administration won. So if he wins, he's got to fix that, don't you think? Absolutely. And I think that he's got to do that. And it's really uh, part of the reason it's taken a long time to do it is it's, as, as you know, it's really hard to change things, particularly as it, as it pertains to personnel within the government. It's yeah. just, you know, you can, the things you can get away with, as we've seen for some of these, these high profile figures, but the things even for, for, for other figures that are in leadership that you can get away with and still keep your job. It's remarkable. Uh, it's really hard. This, this big bureaucratic beast that is the government you know, enacting change is tough, but I think, I think he's got to do that. And then I think he's also got to, which I think he will meet, you know, he's given the Democrats, you know, whether it's, it's the mayors, Ted Wheeler's, whether it's the governors and, you know, Kate Brown out in Oregon or Inslee in Mm -hmm. Washington, he's given them the leeway to lead their States as he should. And as, as, as is appropriate, but if he wins, there will be unrest. There will be violence in the streets, particularly in those Democrat run cities but he will respond. He will respond now. He's, he's let them, and I think it's smart. Hey, I've been telling your leaders to, to do their job. We've offered our support. They yeah. have turned it down. But w- once we win, he will, he will take a, a much firmer approach on that and say, okay, now, now we're going to do it my way. And, and he needs to. And there'll be, of course, pushback to that. See, he is an authoritarian. No, he's literally just returning peace and stability to all of these places. Um, and the mouth breathers can go back to their, their parents' basement, and that's, that's what's going to have to happen. Yeah, they're either going to have to go back to their parents' basement or they need to go to prison after a trial, uh, yeah. a speedy trial. And, uh, and he'll probably do that with, without the current Secretary of Defense and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Uh, uh, they need to be removed and replaced uh, just as quickly uh, as possible, in my opinion, uh, as soon as uh, the president knows that he's won. Uh, because they've all said that they wouldn't support uh, using the Insurrection Act. Uh, and, and now's the time. If this happens, uh, I believe now's the time, uh, and it's time to uh, you know, federalize all the National Guards in those states uh, and put this unrest down yeah. uh, in, in a way that it can't uh, possibly come back up. And, and no elected official could ever, could ever once again support it, uh, even in a veiled suggestion like what's been going on for over a year now, it seems like, with the Democrats and what they've been getting away with. So, yeah, I hope so. What what if folks, uh, as a counterterrorism expert, uh, what should the average citizens be looking for? Because I tell folks, you know, hey, you need to call the authorities. Uh, Yeah, if somebody attacks your home, defend yourselves, but don't go out seeking uh, a gunfight or uh, any of those kind of things. Call the authorities and report things. Uh, what should folks be looking for? Well, I think, I mean, you, you look for things that are just out of the ordinary. I mean, it's it, a lot of this stuff is 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 more basic than than people think. You know, it's obviously in, in the real world application overseas, there's there's very, very specific training and things that we do. But we're going on the offense and that's that's what we do for a living. 
Yeah. You fast forward to 2020 in America, which is the worst year in the history of mankind. And it's really just keeping your head on a swivel and keeping your eyes out and being smart. You know, if you're in these big cities now, you know, the Philadelphia's, the, the New York's, the Seattle's, the Minneapolis's, the Portland, you know, if you're in Chicago, if you're in any of those places, do what you've got to do and then get home. Just minimize your, your opportunities for, for disaster. You know, there's, there's, there's places, you know, uh, that, that are going to have bigger crowds that you want to avoid. You want to avoid, if you, you know, you want to just, really, you want to avoid being out for the next several days until we see what happens because yeah. we've seen over the last several months, roadblocks pop up. You don't I mean, I never thought in a million years I'd be worried and thinking about roadblocks in Florida or anywhere in the United States. Or Georgia. Yeah, or Georgia. I mean, you think about <laughs> it and ask, okay, what if I hit a vehicle checkpoint, you know, when you're Afghanistan or Iraq? What if I hit this, that, or the other? You know, you, you yeah. think through those scenarios because those things are real, but, but it shouldn't be happening here, but it is. So really, I, my advice would just be, hey, you know, get some extra food supplies, get some toilet paper. We've seen how that works. Hopefully none of this is necessary, but it's always good to have extra. And then just hunker down for the next couple of days, see what happens, and then, you know, be very selective and smart about your moves. If you're going to your, see your family, this, that, and the other, they're a couple miles away, that's fine. But, you know, yeah. try to just be smart about where you go. Stay away from big crowds. Stay away from from spots that you think something could spark because you just don't know these days it's 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 really pretty crazy so better safe than sorry and like you said i always advocate on my show as well if if, if you know of protests and this that don't go counter protests because it's going to lead to something Stay, let these people continue to shoot themselves in the foot sometimes actually for real like literally they do it like just let yeah. them make themselves look awful because they do and and we will we will win the day um so so stay put be safe be smart yeah and i always add uh you know be ready to defend your home and hearth and your family and your person so uh buy guns and ammo uh and be ready to be trained and ready to use that if you need to absolutely don't go don't go looking for a fight that's uh, right we need them to shoot themselves in the foot which they as you pointed out have literally done uh here in the past few months uh so you mentioned toilet paper, Drew, as we transition into the third and final segment of this show, this episode. Uh, uh, I would advise folks that if you think Biden's going to win, stock the hell up on toilet paper a lot because he's taking us back into lockdowns. And that's what I wanted to talk about, the difference between a Biden administration and Trump administration. Let's first talk about uh, COVID-19 policy. What's going to be the difference there? I think Biden's going to lock you down, uh, according to Dr. Fauci, and you better have plenty of toilet paper. Yeah, I know. I, th- I mean, look, he's said it time and time again. There's times where he has said the opposite because Democrats, him and Kamala in particular, will, will, particular will always play the room they're in and say what they think people want to hear, which mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, that should be enough for people to realize I shouldn't vote for this person. But they're going to. It, and whether it's... <sighs> Whether it's full-on, hardcore, or somewhere in between, we're going backwards if, if Biden is elected in terms of our COVID and pandemic response. We are going to take steps backwards. Things are going to go south, and people are going to, whether it's, it's you know, real or not. I mean, what happened the first time was a lot of panic buying and people overbuy, and then yeah. the logistics lines get disrupted, and they get behind this, that, and the other. So... so you know, is there going to be a need for, for more, whether it's unrest or pandemic or this, that, and the other? I, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily going to get that bad. But you are going to have a situation where, again, it's a struggle to find basic necessities because 
people are going to lose their mind. People always go to that worst case scenario in their head. So if Biden says we're going to do this, everyone's going to do that. So I think I think the, the contrast is is very, very stark. I mean, you've got that. And again, a step backwards or you've got President Trump, who's just taking a common sense approach to this. Everyone thinks it's hateful or mm-hmm. or mean spirited. Oh, you're just going to kill more people. No, that's no one has ever said that. He's never said that. He's never implied that. He has simply said, and it's a very honest, common sense thought, we need to get this this vehicle, this country going again. We've got to open it back yeah. up for the sake of the economy, for the sake of mental health, for the sake of a myriad of topics. Parents who have a job and now have to teach their kids at home. Like, we've just got to get going. And this this is, you know, not to, to belittle lives, but when the when the, the, the numbers and the data are ever in your favor, it's an odds game. It's an odds game. Like we've got to just be smart and, and move this way. And some people are gonna get it, some people aren't, that sucks. But we've we've gotta go this direction because otherwise we're in real trouble as a country. And I think yeah. most people out there don't wanna just be locked in in their basement for the next six months i mean this is this this 15 days to slow the spread's been pretty darn long it's really long over 240 days of it so far according to dr samadhi who was banned from twitter for advocating for hydroxychloroquine uh treatment which if you can get it you should do for prophylactic purposes especially if you're in the older comorbidity comorbidity groups which is very very tiny by the way mm-hmm. uh and uh you know, all this talk about following the damn science, you know, I looked at some graphs today that clearly show the case numbers uh, have completely disconnected from mortality rates in the United States. Uh, it's very clear uh, and so obvious that even a, a five-year-old should be able to understand it, but Democrats that are trying to get Joe Biden elected apparently uh, don't understand that. And a lot of government employees in the CDC and Dr. Fauci's organization apparently uh, don't understand it, but apparent, but maybe they do because the CDC put the word out this morning. It's okay if you've been tested positive to go ahead and go vote in person. Uh, yeah. So they must be wanting the Democrats that are sick to go out there and vote in person and, and spread some more. Unbelievable as it sounds, that's, uh, that's what's going to happen. The Democrat leadership will follow, you know, what they want to do, not, not whatever the effects and the reality of the, of the facts of science are showing. And uh, I think what President Trump's tried to do, and the reason he complains about the media harping on case numbers and not talking about deaths and mortality rate and and trying to show the good news is because he's right. We are turning a corner. Uh, We actually have turned a corner uh, and having very good therapeutics and a vaccine on the way in record time is why we're turning a corner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the the fact that they've taken this approach to the Democrats with COVID shows that they don't really care about America, Americans. It shows that their only goal is to get rid of President Trump because they do not like that he's breaking the system. He is not a DC politician. He's not yeah. of the familiar you know mold that they're used to. So they will do anything and everything to get him out of office. And they always say that. Just it's like everything else. They lie, project what they're doing onto their opponents. Hey, Republicans don't look at the science. No, no, no. We've looked very closely at the science. We've taken this very seriously. The yeah. science is ever in your favor. If you were looking at the science, you would say, let's open this thing up. Let's go. Let's get going. But they keep 
flipping the script and saying, nope, they're not listening to the science and it's Trump's fault that people are dying. It's just the most lazy, reckless and irresponsible approach to this thing that you could even conceive. But it's so it's so ridiculous that some people can't see through it because it's it, I, I I'm I, it leaves me speechless on a daily basis. Yeah, it's like we didn't used to politicize uh, military policy and operations overseas once we decided to do that. But now it's completely politicized. And this COVID response is completely politicized to the point where uh, where half the country won't even put the responsibility where it should be. And that's on the China, uh, the Chinese folks. Uh, it is a China virus and they could have cut it off completely and they continued travel outside of Wuhan uh, into the rest of the world, even though they stop domestic travel from Wuhan, uh, uh, which has put them in a better position than the rest of the world today. Right. Uh, it's, it's really sad. Uh, uh, speaking of national security and foreign policy, though, what do you think the difference is going to be between Biden and Trump? I think Biden will get steamrolled by every major player on the world scene, world stage, whatever you want to call it, much like they did, you know, Obama and Biden. That, that administration was an absolute train wreck. And I can tell you firsthand from being operational overseas during their entire administration that Russia, the Putins of the world, would love for Joe Biden to be in office. You know, the CCP, China, they would, China would love for him to be in office. Obviously China, I mean, they've got him in his pocket, but like they would love that. Iran would love that. Iran got pretty wealthy off of Obama and Biden. And as yep. the biggest state sponsor of terror had, had nothing really done against them. So all of these people would love for him to be there because Obama and Biden and the Democrats writ large these days are ashamed of America. And they are so apologetic for how awesome we are. And we are, this is still the greatest country on the planet, but they will get steamrolled. They will, they will bring us back into treaties and, and different uh, relationships with people that we don't need. They will be soft on our, our toughest enemies. And they will give them, I mean, these guys will do anything, China and Russia in particular, to catch up to America. And, and they, they started to, to make progress under Obama and Biden because, again, we felt bad under Obama and Biden for being great. And President Trump has ruled peace through strength. He's, his foreign, I mean, no one talks about his foreign policy. His foreign policy has been amazing. He has done so well there in terms of some of his deals in the Middle East, you know, in terms of his policy towards... North Korea, how he's handled our, our wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. He's done a stellar job there, but no one will talk about it because that would that would involve them giving him praise and yeah. it would take the focus off of, of all the negative stuff back here that they're trying to peddle, whether it's COVID or, or what have you. So I, mm -hmm. I, there, uh, just like it is with the COVID response, you know, Biden versus Trump, the, the foreign policy and our national security is exactly that. Biden wants to let people through the borders. You know, he wants everyone to come. He's apologetic for who we are. Our enemies will get stronger under Trump. It's the exact opposite. We will have a, a secure border. We will have a secure country. We will go on the offensive when we need to. We will be strong leaders for everyone and strong allies for, for people. So it's they couldn't yeah. be more different. It's striking uh, to me and really uh, interesting because Biden's going to return to the endless war policy that the neocon Republicans uh, and the, the what I call the Uniparty in Washington D.C. loves because they're you know they're they're uh, defense industry contractors and all that stuff uh, uh, get to make billions of money and the president has walked away from that and went back to a Reagan-esque type peace through strength uh, type view of the world which is what 
those of us, my colleagues that I've fought the wars with, and it sounds like uh, yours too, uh, have been advocating and because that war policy is just wrong. It doesn't work. It never has worked. Uh, Do you see the same thing? He's going to re-implement that? Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, why would I mean, why wouldn't he go back to that? Because again, so many people benefit from it. This is this this system and game we've been playing when they were in office and and for his 47 years has never been about America. It's been about him. It's been about his colleagues, Mm -hmm. his buddies and filling their all their pockets. And 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 look, I mean, there's there's parts of our policy towards, you know, take, you know, the initial part of the, the Afghan war, for example, or or second Iraq war. There's there's parts of it that it made sense. Yeah. But then we blew up the mission and we lost focus and, and, and got into state building and got into everything else and just took our eyes off the prize. So I think that I think that he would definitely go back down that path and he would do it with with failed leadership and, and a poor approach to it. Whereas President Trump is again like, look, we can we can still go after our enemies, which, by the way, yeah. no one talks about that here in America. There's still enemies who hate us and want to destroy us overseas. And we will, and we will do things. We will do like we had the, the the hostage rescue the other day. We will we will take out enemy leaders. We will make sure that the world is going in the right direction and that we're playing our part. But we just don't have to do it the way that we've always done it, which is most certainly what we'll go back to if Joe Biden's there. And and, and think about it too. I mean, Joe Biden was willing to pick a fight with anyone. You you yeah. you ask him the wrong question. He's like, I'll meet you in the parking lot, man. I mean, the guy is a train wreck. Except he didn't want to kill Osama bin Laden, apparently, and no. that surprise—it still surprises me to this day. Uh, but yeah, and you know what? Even the defense industry people—they're being very myopic and and, uh, and and contradictory because in a peace through strength policy like under Ronald Reagan, I, I saw as a young enlisted man, I saw those folks just absolutely hit historic profits and highs because that's what it takes to be strong. Uh, and we've got a lot of rebuilding to do in that area uh, and refocusing of, of the dollars we do have, not necessarily increasing it. And they're all going to make major profits out of that and probably even more than they do in, in the endless war policies. So, Absolutely. Uh, no, I mean, I, and that's a, that's a really important point is peace through strength implies we are still growing and building up our defense. Yeah. So everyone says, don't screw with them. And, yeah. and, and we have to do that. So, I mean, n- none of those things should take a big hit. It should just be, you know, the, the efforts and energy should be redirected towards keep making us better, keep making us the best, and then God forbid we ever have to use it, we, we still are. Yeah. Well, what about energy policy? You know, I've run for office several times the first time I ran, and every other time I ran on, on gaining, regaining energy independence for the United States. The president has been able to accomplish that. Uh, it. it puts us in a position where you can get Middle East peace deals like what we're seeing. I mean, the man's been nominated five times for the Nobel Prize, even though that left-wing organization apparently isn't going to award one to him until he gets a sixth or seventh nomination uh, or maybe four or five more peace deals. Uh, but uh, but that's, uh, that's incredible how we are doing that. Uh, and really, I think it hinges on the energy independence policy that the president's been able to pull off. Yeah, I think he's done a great job with that. I think, uh, you know, what's not to like about that? I mean, we, we've got to be able to stand on our own. Um, we've, we've got to be able to, to have more jobs here for folks. I, I think he's done a heck of a job, to your point. I don't think he's going to, at least not in the near term, get the, the, the peace prize because people just love to hate President Trump despite his successes. But, but no, I think he's done a phenomenal job. I'm certainly no energy expert, but, but, uh, but it makes sense 
to, to bring things back here, still have partnerships with people, but not be beholden to them. Uh, you, you sh we we yeah. never should be. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but what, what, what is Biden going to do? That's the question. Where's the contrast? Right, Biden, Biden will sell out this country, our jobs. He'll sell out anything and everyone for Biden and for his family and for the Democrat Party. He, you know, I can't emphasize that enough. The, the biggest difference is, you know, what has he done in four? And I know everyone says this, but, but seriously, think about it. What has he done in 47 years where you can be like, wow, that really helped push America down the right track? Nothing. He's done nothing. nothing. And anything that you do see or hear about is something that then was like, oh, well, that, that really just benefited you. Like, that was just a Joe Biden thing. Like, he's done nothing. He's not, he, he always says, I'll be the president for America, not just the party. No, you, you will be the president for Joe Biden. Like, you could care less about America and Americans. You care about yourself. You care about power, which is, which is a constant theme and trend across the Democrat Party. Yeah, and he's got a lot of support uh, by the government types, uh, you know, and, he, and he, ha he doesn't hesitate to perpetuate lies, you know, the Charlottesville lie. Uh, and uh, just a, a few minutes ago, I saw him talk about the, the veterans are losers uh, uh, lie that, uh, that the Atlantic put out last month uh, that was debunked. Uh, right. Joe Biden's still pushing it. That just tells you that he's a regular old politician. He's yep. been in office for 47 years. He hasn't accomplished anything except for getting him and his family wealthy. And he's not going to accomplish anything other than give our wealth away uh, that he can't get to countries like China, in my yeah. opinion. I couldn't well, agree Drew, thanks. Well, thanks a lot for joining me today. Uh, one last thing. What's your prediction for the election? Oh, man, I, I tell you. I think I think we eke it out. I think that we win. I think that that we get enough in in Florida and hopefully Pennsylvania, maybe one of the other Midwestern states that we need. It would be amazing to see Minnesota flip. I'm, I'm from Minnesota. I'd love to see that state flip. I don't know if it, if it does or not, but I think that we get enough to win. Um, but but all bets are off on, on the table. I mean this this is this is such a strange year that it's just hard to predict. Every time I say or think something. You know, I've got just this internal tug that pulls me away. So I think that we should feel good. I know that I know this. We've got the best candidate. We've got the best plan, the best policies. I think that we will win. But I, but I'm I'm still nervous. I, if I, I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't nervous. Well, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Biden, I think, is polling at uh, three or four points ahead in Minnesota and Wisconsin. It's uh, less than a point between the two. Michigan, same way. Uh, in a lot of the polling and everything, and I don't trust any polls whatsoever uh, anymore. But I do look for data trends, and uh, what I'd say is that those blue, the blue wall states, other than Pennsylvania, are too close to call right now. Uh, I think anything that showed Trump with a with a two or more point lead, like Florida and Georgia and North Carolina last night, uh, he's going to be able to get them. Uh, I don't know by how much, and that's the big question is, will it be a huge margin uh, or will this thing be really tight and then go on for weeks or months and legal battles and those yeah. kind of things? Uh, so my fingers are crossed for a huge landslide tonight, but I'm not going to predict it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm with you. All right, brother. We'll take care down in Florida there and uh, stay safe. And uh, we appreciate having you on. Hey, thanks again for having me. Famous American revolutionary said, These are the times that try men's souls. I'd like to thank Drew for 
coming on the show today and discussing what's about to happen and what may happen in the country over the ensuing weeks and months. Until next week, I'm Rob Meaney.